Ho, 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 ding, dong, merrily, everyone. On high, this is The Greatest Show in the Galaxy. I'm Mike, and I am joined, as always, by the Butcher of the Bone Meadows, Her Infinite Majesty, Queen Emma Foster. How are you, my lady? Hello, jingle, jingle, motherfuckers, it's Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so, uh, the Husbands of River Song, the 2015 Mm. Christmas special. So, I have to say, this is probably if i had to like rank the christmas specials this is certainly right up there hmm. yeah i mean I, I sort of went into this sort of healthily skeptical i must say right. the last couple of christmas specials have been a bit you know, okay but like you know we're not like nothing to set me world on fire mm. and um i sort of went into this going oh okay it, <laughs> it's gonna be kind of you know I didn't really, I'm not saying that I sort of went in with with, with sort of like a, an expectation of how this was going to be, but um, I sort of went in going, okay, it's going to be kind of not a lot of plot and just mm. kind of, and, you, know, as I'm, you know, I'm sitting there, it's Christmas Day, I've got indigestion already because yeah. I'm old now, <laughs> and, you know, eating a lot of food makes me gassy and, you know, there's not enough tea and my mother-in-law's here and it's like, oh, man. <laughs> Let's just let's get let's get cracking on this one because I'm you know I just need to go and have a lie down. Mm-hmm. I'm full of tryptophan. I've had <laughs> enough of today already. But I must say this one it 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 kind of it defied my expectations of it being just another okay okayish Christmas episode, mm-hmm. and it genuinely made me giggle and yeah. I really enjoyed it. And I was it kind of took me back by how much. Mm. Uh, this one's kind of like it, I kind of want to say this is like a Christmas special of two halves because mm. you've got it's like the knockabout comedy romp mm. for the most part, but then when you get to like the ending, it gets a lot more heartfelt. And oh, yeah. I I actually read somewhere that this was actually meant to be Stephen Moffat's last story as head writer. I believe. Wow. Okay. Um, but I think he sort of like bottled it at the last minute, much not entirely unlike Jenna Coleman. Um, mm. So, it, when you sort of think of it in that way, the ending, which we'll probably get to uh, before long, sort of like mm. caps off, you know, his very first like plot thread. Really, it really does. Actually, there was a feeling of it cut of things coming full circle mm. in this one. As sad as it may be, this I mean, actually, sort of thinking about how you know things will shake out. This might be Capaldi's second to last Christmas episode also. Mm. We have to sort of face the the awful reality that he may go after season 10 of doing three years. That certainly be, see, it seems to be the scuttlebutt now. Mm-hmm. Mind you, it's always the scuttlebutt, so we take it with a pinch of salt. But, yeah. um, you know, there, there was kind of a feeling of um, finality to it, if, yeah. if that's the right kind of feeling. Maybe not as final as as other episodes have felt where we knew people were leaving, but mm-hmm. there was certainly a feeling of, of things being tidied up and yeah. threads being ended. And like you say, like it, it's very much a, a game of two halves. This, it was certainly a, a sense of like, Oh, you know, this is a bit of festive fun, bit of fluff, mm-hmm. bit of silly, but there was also plenty to sort of be, to, to get your teeth into as a fan, certainly. Mm. So where would you like to start? Um, I kind of want to start with, I think let's start with the the guest cast Mm. because um, certainly uh, in the past, I think that certainly in the old classic days, in the older JNT days, (laughs) there was certainly a 
a, a hint of stunt cast. Mm. Um, and these uh, Christmas specials especially haven't really been immune to that. No. Um, and so what about Matt Lucas in this story? Um, I, I mean, I did like him, but he really wasn't in all that much. No, he wasn't, actually. And it's kind of like... I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say he was wasted necessarily because I don't know how much he could have really done with his role. Mm. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like, I wish I had a bit bit more to do. Yeah. Um, he kind of reminded me of, um, oh goodness, what was the one with the wooden king and queen a few years ago? Oh, Dr. Wedded and the Wardrobe. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And you had this sort of trio of, you know, so you had Bill Bailey and there was a couple of other guys <laughs> sort of... Yeah. Um, it, it playing sort of quite minor roles mm. and um, it was sort of felt a little bit the same as this that these guys you know they're actors they're doing a job and so yeah. they get employed but there is a hint of look kids this person you know from stuff is in this so yeah. you, I mean in a way it's nice that they're not the entire centre of attention and mm-hmm. you know that it's just a showcase for this this person who does this thing but yeah. you know and I'm sure I think I've seen Matt, you know, I've seen Matt Lucas and other things and this is not atypical of his sort of work outside of Little Britain and his work with David Walliams, who mm. also obviously has been in Who, doing not an entirely dissimilar sort of thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, it was kind of one of those things if you expect, because he's a pretty famous guy over here. I mean, I don't know if he's at all well-known in the States but mm. and in other countries, but you sort of, when these people turn up, you sort of expect them to do more. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, what he did do was pretty fun. Mm. You know, I can't can't really criticise it in that respect. But yeah, you you when you see these people, you do sort of think, well, they're going to be everything of it. If you see mm. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, Greg Davies, I have to say, I didn't hear a lot of his uh, dialogue actually because all I could hear was <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I have to say he really went whole hog with that. But you, but you have to when you've got yeah. someone larger than life like Hydeflex. Well, exactly. Um, I think someone said on Twitter, not just because of the, the passing resemblance of Greg Davis resembles to him, but the, the late great Rick Mayo, if he was still with us, uh, yes. uh, probably would have been playing <laughs> this role and it would have been amazing. But, um, yeah. Um, I mean, Greg Davis, again, is one of these guys who, you know, he's on the comedy circuit. You'll see him on a lot of panel shows mm. and he does, he has sort of a, a couple of different, he's had and has a couple of different programs sort of minor-ish ones on the BBC and stuff like that yeah. so he's one of those people that some most people who are watching will know but not particularly well yeah. and like you say he's basically just required to be ahead on the table and shout <laughs> you can't really mess that up so no. um, so just talking about that it sort of struck me especially before they end up on the uh, on the cruise liner mm-hmm. um, kind of how small the cast was of this yeah yeah, it's, it's a much more like narrower focus, really, because you've only got sort of like, of the named characters. You've only got Hydrofax. Uh, um, oh God, what's his name? <laughs> Matt Lucas's character, Nardole. Matt Lucas's character, yeah, uh, Nardole, and uh, Ramon, mm-hmm. and the Doctor and River, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, and not a lot of sets either, really. You've got no. obviously the TARDIS, Hydroflex's ship, and the recycled Di- Diagon Alley from Face the Raven. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was that set, wasn't it? it yeah, wasn't totally was. Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it sort of, it was one of those things that as I was watching it, it kind of jumped out at me that it was like, because, you, you know, again, Christmas, you sort of, 
with it being like you know this huge kind of festive mm-hmm. blowout, you sort of expect a cast of thousands, you know. Yeah. And um, that really didn't happen, at least in like say until I get to the cruise ship. And even then, it's only really background. There's only another really couple mm-hmm. of people turn up in the on the cruise ship. Yeah, uh, Fleming and and Scratch actually as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's very much like a knockabout rom because obviously Rivers after the diamond that's embedded in Hydroflex's head. So pragmatist to the end, she take, just takes the head yeah. rather than trying to extract the diamond. So, I mean, it was one of those funny things of, again, that Moffat kind of playing with our expectations of the relationship that they mm. have, that really, especially f- for most of this, the Doctor ends up as River's companion. Yeah. So you kind of get the impression that, <laughs> you, you know, it's kind of the what... If if you had a slight, a somewhat more amoral doctor, yeah, who was you know about nicking shiny things and <laughs> you know running around the universe, marrying randoms and things like that, this would be the companion's experience. Is what happens to the doctor? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it it's great. Like all this bit on Hydroflax's ship, just like Alex Kingston just really sort of hams it up. Something rotten, doesn't he? In fact, I yeah. mean. Both she and Capaldi just absolutely go great guns with it, especially when like Capaldi does. <laughs> he gets to do the bigger on the inside. Bits. Oh yeah, that's great. I mean, I was thinking about this today. It kind of it goes up there with if there's like a top three. Mm-hmm. This is this goes up there with Tenant Tenant Doctor mouthing along. I think with with Donna saying it's bigger on the inside when she gets in there. Yeah, and also I think it goes up there with um, oh. Um, what is it the, uh, the the reaction when the first car a, a fracture we see comes in and then says it's smaller on the outside which is like uh, what <laughs> uh, i mean it go it definitely go I, I i thought that that was really fun i mean again it's that sort of the genius of how moffat understands the show mm-hmm. is being able to kind of play with those conventions and have it work rather than coming across as quite cheesy or yeah. you know too knowing i mean mm-hmm. i think quite a lot of people find this sort of thing smug and irritating but i mean i'm 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 you know it's one of those things it gets me every time and it does make me giggle when they do <laughs> things like this mm. i'd say you brought it i'd say you sort of talk about touching a little bit i just really i how much i enjoyed kind of the relationship and the chemistry between alex kingston and peter capaldi in this yeah i mean we always like she and matt smith always had a great chemistry but mm. I, this sort of like this Strange East feels like more like how the Doctor and Rivers should be. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, I think I actually agree with you on this. Mm-hmm. That it's it's quite interesting actually sort of comparing and contrasting how she's dealt with all the, the three Doctors that she's met mm-hmm. or that we know that she's met, mm-hmm. that we've seen. I mean, because, you know, the, the really, really the one that she knows is the 11th Doctor. Yeah, it really seems from what we now understand of her timeline. Mm-hmm. So I like you. I always like that their um, their their relationship. Their their the Eleventh Doctor River were much more. I think they played it much more as this sort of old married couple sort of yeah. thing. I mean, because there's that line where it's like, if he dies, I'll kill him, and all that uh-huh. sort of thing, which is like you know it's stuff that happens if you've been together a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with the Twelfth Doctor and River. There's this thing of like obviously she obviously they sort of keep up this part of her not recognizing him for mm-hmm. a really a long time in this story. Yeah. Um. Like it's the thing of like actually you know when you're into an audience when you're like going oh come on. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But I mean, it, but even then it's like narratively it kind of makes sense because mm. you know she knows like the Time Lords so she's not expecting him to have 
a new incarnation. Mm. She's she's just thinking along the old like paradigm. Obviously, that's all gone out the window as of time with the Doctor because you know the Doctor's got a brand new regeneration cycle. So, oh, but I mean, <laughs> I think it's like there's one bit like actually when they get into the TARDIS. Um, and it's like Capaldi speaks for the audience. Well, the Twelfth Doctor speaks for the audience, which goes seriously mm, yeah exactly but i mean i think again it's because with capaldi is like really good at acting mm. <laughs> because like you have all the stuff with just his his face just watching his face is the funniest thing about this 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 show this show yeah. i think in that you know the thing where he's like oh he's never noticed when i've taken the tardis before the fact that she just walks over and opens his drinks cabinet <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's that that sort of stuff is you know it's fun to watch and like you say, I really kind of enjoyed how they decided to play the relationship between the two of them. Mm. I mean, like you say, once the it's just the two of them and they realise, obviously, then you have all the stuff where after the cruise ship stuff. Yeah, I thought that that was that was done really brilliantly. Mm-hmm. And again, it's after uh, like you were saying, all this game, this sort of two halves to this the, the romp and the, and the feels if you like yeah the whole thing of rivers kind of um soliloquy about you know you i love him but he doesn't love me back essentially mm. and it you, you kind of because i was watching capaldi again through that monolith so that sort of through that speech and it's kind mm. of i found him quite difficult to read mm. Because I was, I mean, because there's that sort of, co- I think there's this sort of combination of like feeling upset that I think it's, I've, I mean, this is the debate. Does yeah. he love her back? Because I, I think th- the 11th Doctor did, but I don't know if he does. Mm. I think, I think um, he sort of does, but I think he has always, he's, with like the 12th Doctor, he's got this sort of like sense that. Well, because obviously she mentions the diary when they're, when they're waiting on Scratch to turn up and she says it's nearly full. So he knows whereabouts in her life this is. Mm. So he's got an inkling that this is coming towards the end of their time. So I think he he does still love it. And, he, and I think there's a, like a, a, a sense of him looking slightly wounded when she says, mm. when she's going on the speech and she's like, how he doesn't love me back. Because I think he he does, he always does, but obviously, depending on which doctor he is at the time, you know, it's it's difficult to like show because I mean, obviously, like you say, eleventh definitely loved her, the tenth mm. didn't know her at all, and you know, understandably so because he technically hadn't met her yet. He was meeting her for the first, he was meeting her again for the first time, as it were. Mm. So yeah, there was definitely I there was definitely like a look on him. I could say like, see like. A bit of like he was like hurt, but yeah, he was hurt he, by it. But he thought that she felt this way. But you know, when she sort of like clicks that he has been standing, with, he's been with her all this time, and she just like looks looks at him with sort of like like awe and slight horror as well. Mm. And, he, and he just goes, "Hello, sweetie." Yeah, that made me uh, to, to 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 turn my tumbler on. That made me feel feels. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like you say, I think that there is a certain amount of I think. Like you say, he's wounded because, you know, she said those things. But mm-hmm. I think it's a degree of she ain't wrong. Yeah. I think, yeah, um, it's definitely that as well. Yeah. Um, so, but you think that, I mean, because if there's one thing that the Doctor is about these days, especially in the 12th incarnation, and especially considering what happened to Clara, although he doesn't really remember, well, he doesn't really 
remember it, so to speak. Mm. Um, I think that there is a certain amount of guilt involved in it. Yeah. Uh, because um, of where they end up and mm-hmm. that he knows where this is going, that there's a certain amount of... There's a, there's a touch of fulfilling the timeline, but also feeling guilty about he knows what happens to her and all this sort of thing, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, especially yeah. like um, uh, in the restaurant under Ilium, where mm-hmm. she says, I've, I've read stories about us. And mm-hmm. all you can say just say is spoilers, and he's just yeah, you know, that is yeah, you just know that is absolutely murdering him to say that, but he knows he has to because mm. that's that's the stunt she's always pulled on him. Mm. So I mean, I I thought it was it was really interesting that they kind of chose to now sort of like like I was saying earlier, sort of close the loop now mm-hmm. on. River's timeline, essentially. Yeah. So now we've seen kind of all the major beats, everything that we sort of were, things that were hinted at, especially in uh, Forest of the Dead and things like that. Mm. We've now seen all of it. So it's like the crash of the Byzantium. You know, yeah. we now have seen all the thing on the Singing Towers. We've we've seen the sonnet being given to her, the books being given. Obviously, we've seen the book ages ago. Mm-hmm. So, I um, mean, there's only really a couple of sort of minor things that have, have been mentioned um, that that we haven't seen on screen yet. Yeah, I, I always wonder if we'll ever get to see Jim the Fish. I don't think we'll ever see Jim the Fish. Aww. <laughs> the problem is, though, <laughs> will it just be a bloke or will it be a literal literal fish? Because I, I feel like it'll probably be a literal fish. No, yeah, I, I would go literal fish. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was interesting that they just sort of kind of went, yeah, here, yeah. Is, the, here is it all now. Mm-hmm. In, in a, I mean, because obviously you've got this whole thing of the the, the night last twenty four years on Derillium. Yeah. So you know, big finish. Uh, get on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need a box set of Capaldi and uh, Kingston audio dramas uh, on my door <laughs> yes. in the next week. Um, <laughs> that would be awesome. But um, obviously, there's lots of scope for them to go off and do something else if they want. But I, I'm I'm kind of feel I kind of feel like if this was the last hurrah i'm i'm kind of okay with it yeah i mean because i suppose although you've got all of time and space i mm. think sometimes there's only so much you can do with a certain character yeah and i don't know whether this is sort of like moffat i don't know but it's not necessarily correcting the mistake i think that's probably a, a wrong turn of phrase but what how he's how he's used river is and how he's like, so I closed this with mm. her is kind of, I feel like what should have happened with Clara. I think this should have been mm. done. Like, like, I mean, we keep, we keep saying it, I think, but you know, I mean, all credit to Jenna Coleman, but I think Clara should have had her story wrapped up sooner. Yeah. Do you I know mean, what I mean? Rather than, rather yeah, than keep yeah. dragging it out. That's, that's yeah. what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, cause obviously we, we talked about this when we talked about the finale, but yeah, I, I sort of feel like that, you're you're probably quite right that given the opportunity to to sort of to finish off River's story, mm-hmm. um, that they he basically sort of took advantage of the fact that this is an hour, mm-hmm. and you've got that final ten minutes is is really kind of an epilogue. Mm-hmm. You could have finished it, you know, with them saying bye on the cruise ship after they finished crashing it. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it's it, you know, and you could leave all Derillion stuff for for something else. But I say choosing to sort of go, right, here is all of it. Mm-hmm. You've now seen this whole process. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you say, it's 
it's uh, it, so you take advantage of the situation and yes sort of you've got scope for more adventures if you want there's mm-hmm. there's there's definitely room to do that but yeah um just saying you know here is here is the finale for all you tumblr people out there yeah yeah, I must say what 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 made me, I would say I was kind of being a bit disparaging about Tumblr people. I think a lot of people, um, definitely d- judging by my timelines and sort of Facebook and Twitter and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. it kind of surprised me how well this went down. Yeah, I mean there was a lot of eye rolling obviously when uh, River was announced to be returning because she's pretty polarizing. But mm. I think all in all, people are like actually quite because I'm trying to remember wasn't. Was it Shane who said that's actually one of the? He thought it was one of the best yeah. Christmas specials going. Yeah, for, since twenty eleven, I think he said. Mm. I'm sorry if we're misquoting you there, Shane, but um, yeah. Um, and I say I've just sort of taking from the last few Christmas specials. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say as I disagree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just it just surprised me that you know this is the sort of story that the fanboys generally and you know people who. A seasoned who watchers who maybe don't aren't really into the the direction of the sh- the direction that it, it's gone, especially with River and you know I think there's far far too many sort of and cuddles sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. you, you would think that this would be the arch irritation. Yeah, you know, but <laughs> I think that the amount of people who are on there going, "Wow, I really enjoyed that." Yeah. It, it kind of made me step back because, I mean, I remember sort of switching it off. Well, not switching it off, but it finishing. And I mm-hmm. remember picking up my phone and I thought, oh, God. Here we go. My my phone is going to spontaneously combust into <laughs> ash in my in my hand from the outrage. And just the amount of people going, I liked it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it did take me back. Yeah. And one thing that did take me back was um, Scratch and uh, how he actually produces the payment. Because I'm trying to remember, <laughs> this was like, what quarter? So we're talking about maybe half past five, maybe twenty to six on Christmas evening. I mean, not like the sort of later times that we've had for series nine. Mm. But the guy sort of unzips his head and <laughs> pulls this back. But it's again because Capaldi's just fucking amazing. And uh, I have to say, I loved him in this. I loved how he actually gets to play the comedy and you actually mm. see the Doctor laugh mm-hmm. when they're being threatened by Hydroflax in a bag. Um, mm-hmm. But it's his line. He says, you really shouldn't be doing that in a restaurant. <laughs> it's just the right sort of level of, are you fucking serious? Yeah. You know? So as I was saying to Chuck, um, uh, as, we were watching the epi- as we were watching that, part of the episode, um, CGI is a marvellous thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was... <laughs> Leave it up again. Leave it up to Moffat to just put something just effed up in a in a yeah. show. And, you know, just just to go whole hog. He couldn't just produce it from behind his head. Yeah. No, he has to split his entire face in half and dig it out of the middle of his brain. Yeah. But like you say, just just like you say, what sells it is Capaldi just deadpanning. You know, you should maybe shouldn't do that in a restaurant. Yeah. What is it with him and restaurants, by the way? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, it's it it, it just sort of the it, obviously you've had like genuinely laugh out loud bits in mm. this show so far, and it, it it's kind of one of those it sort of prompts one of those kind of shock laughs. Yeah, it's one of those things like if you're watching a particularly grim horror film, sometimes yeah. something yeah. will happen that will just make you laugh. Yeah, I mean that whole bit with the Harmony and Redemption, the cruise liner. There's a lot of like black comedy in that one because you know all the staff are required to have some like sort of, uh, degree in like levels of like. 
horrible, horrible violence. Mm. You know, all the all the passengers are down for like genocidal acts, and you've got Scratch opening his head up. You've got the Doctor poking Hydroflax's head with a fork. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I mean, as well, you just got, like you were saying, the black comedy as well. What I liked was the whole thing of River kind of chatting to, to your man there and saying about oh, how the kids are digesting their mother and things <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it, it was one of those things of, it, it was like, again, being on a, a crashing cruise ship at Christmas does kind of have, uh, <clears throat> it does remind you of uh, of previous uh, of previous <laughs> shows, but um, yes. <laughs> ne- never let a good idea you know, go on unreused. Yeah, why not? Why not? I, I think, I'm trying to think, is this actually the one of the first Christmas special we've had since Doctor Who's Return that has like, absolutely no bits set on Earth? I th- yeah, I think it might be, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's no London abuse, that's for sure. No, no. Which generally happens in uh, in Christmas specials, mm. um, but yeah, I think that really it was a wise decision to kind of make it to make it kind of small mm. and to have like, like I say have quite a small cast. Let Alex Kingston and Peter Capaldi do your heavy lifting because yeah. they can do it, and you know let them let them do, sort of put the, you, you trust in them to deliver the script, mm-hmm. and you know I think that's actually what made it work so well. Yeah. But the problem is when you have with episodes like this because it it was fun and it didn't really I mean it, its plot was up to a point self-contained yeah and unfortunately it sort of means that it's kind of hard to talk about these sort of episodes yeah because apart from sort of go oh, that bit was good and that bit was good mm-hmm. um, apart from digging to the to the river and doctor stuff which we we've we've kind of covered it's difficult to to do much more than that. Yeah. Um, but see, I mean, that's the sort of endless paradox of these uh, of these Christmas specials in that mm. they have to be light. Mm-hmm. There's this feeling that they have to be light and Christmassy and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But then the people who watch this show week in, week out, mm-hmm. also they, they feel like they have to service those people. So it, it's kind of that difficult balancing act, which I think it's definitely struggled with in the last few years. Mm-hmm. I think it's done quite well with this one, though. Yeah, but yeah. up till this point, I think yeah. the last few years have been difficult. Yeah, um, uh, especially sort of the misery bowl that was last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, they sort of went a bit Eastenders with that because mm-hmm. obviously there was all the, the the Danny fallout and all that sort of uh, stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, and they felt like they had to deal with that and do something that was more plot driven. Yeah, well, um, they did something with it. I mean, it wasn't much. They did do something with it. Well, yeah. Well, it's just pretty much a matter of the Doctor and Clara saying, realizing they've lied to each other, and then mm. no resolution whatsoever. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, because um, I think uh, at some point, I think I don't know if it'll be in our upcoming uh, inter interseasonal shows, but I think we we, we should do like a, a Christmas specials worst to first in another mm. shout out to the to the masters and nun there, and um, I think that obviously we'll we'll sort of dig into them there but i think that they they struck the right balance with this one it would have been so it would have been easy to have just be the doctor moping about yeah 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 yeah. and to be honest that's kind of mean because what i thought it was going to be yeah but i'm I'm sort of glad that what the like it was just sort of like there on that earth colony it wasn't like it it wasn't like in mourning for clara or whatever he was just like there randomly like it did it seemed to me because i mean when you think you 
like the snowmen. That's mm-hmm. mostly what the Doctor did for the for a good part. It was just sort of mope around. Yeah, I mean, understandably so, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, and again, you know, it, but they did sort of did miss opportunity. That bloody sign out, which I want on my door, the carolers will be criticised. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was that was funny. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I, I was going to say, I think that they went, they sort of picked the right tone. Mm. Um, it would have been, like I say, it would have been easy to to really kind of turn up the uh, the sads on yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I think that they they struck the the right note on it, and mm. I think that I say it's sort of it's been a few years since we've had one that I think that people have been quite satisfied with. So yeah, um, yeah uh, sort of you know good stuff. And um, but I I sort of hope sort of in the future this is going to be the last of the uh, the doctor has to go to a place he doesn't want to go to. He's been dreading for a while. Uh, sort of things. I think you know that that's kind of that's kind of done with. We've had Trenzalore done that. Mm-hmm. We've been to Derillion. We've done that now as well. So yeah. you know, I, I don't think we need to be uh, worried about going somewhere else for a while. Yeah, unless it's Gallifrey, maybe happen now. But um, anyway, we kind of done Gallifrey too. We're okay with Gallifrey. Well, Part yes. For a while. Okay. Um, do you want to give it a score then? Yeah. Why not? Let's do it. Give it a score. Um, I think this is definitely a seven. Um, I think I'm gonna give it uh, eight shit Christmas crackers jokes out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got a little bit of uh, feedback from our old mate Tony Bordell, Miss Christmas down. Tony. Um, say as Christmas episodes go, that was one of the better ones, wasn't it? Genuinely mm-hmm. half out loud, funny, touching, and with mild peril. A bit like trying to carve a goose hot out of the oven. Another throwaway. We have sorted out the regeneration nonsense. Now comment to cement a great on-street du- on-screen double act from Capaldi and Kingston. Great stuff. In- mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, great summary. I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah so, um, so we're faced with the very real possibilities. It might be the second last Capaldi episode, uh, Capaldi Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could, depending if they do a regeneration next year, it might be the last one, um, which, you know, makes me sad because obviously it's one of those things of you enjoy what, Enjoy the episodes that you've got, but there's always in the back of your mind that you're getting one episode closer to him not being the Doctor anymore, which makes me sad. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that's that's my pessimistic way of looking at it. But, um, yeah, I mean, as as Christmas episodes go, it's a good one to go out on, I think. Yeah. That is his last one. Yeah, oh, yeah, I can't disagree. Um, so we'd like to hear what you thought about the Husbands of River Song. You can uh, email us at greatestshow at simplysyndicated.com. You could also go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash greatestshow in the galaxy. Oh, we've also got our Twitter feed at uh, greatestshowpod. Um, also, do check out the brand new, shiny, sparkly, simply syndicated website. Where you can Ooh, find it's all so, the... so clean and white looking. Oh, yes, it's like some like J.J. Abrams has worked on it. Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad my laptop is advanced enough for lens flare. Oh. Also, um, we'll, <laughs> we will be doing a season nine ex- fantavaganza wrap-up show. Yes. Um, so if you've got any thoughts and feelings on season nine or overall that you'd like to let us know, uh, please, again, feedback to all those places would be lovely. Yes. Uh, also, the brand new Simply Everything is uh, up and running, so you can listen to some uh, very rare shows as well, mm. uh, some old shows from the archives as well. Um, also, the shop is there. Buy yourself a hoodie, if you so please. And with that being said, uh, thank you very much, Emma. Ha- Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. And to you, Mike. Thank you. And we shall talk to you next another time. And all the best from us to you. Uh, bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Ja, bye. Ja, bye. <lacht> <lacht>